Hold on. Oh, God. Let me in this bitch. What the fuck? Who the fuck cued the portal leaving without me, huh? Who the fuck is responsible for this? Now, I'm fucking serious. I want names. I want to know who the fuck. Listen to me. This portal doesn't open. It doesn't close. It doesn't transmute through space and time without my fucking say so. You guys hear me? Who the fuck? You don't know what I just had to go through. I just goddamn jumped through hoops. I completely skipped through TSA. I'm probably on a no-fly goddamn watch list. What the fuck, man? Come on. You can't tell me this was an accident. I didn't even fucking greet the listeners. Huh? I didn't do my spiel. I didn't tell everybody how I've been feeling this week. What the fuck? Oh, oh my God. Somebody get me some fucking wine. This is goddamn ridiculous. You know, you know what? We'll fucking, we'll fucking talk about this later. We will fucking talk about this later. And don't try and cover up for anybody. I want fucking names. Somebody's going to fucking pay. But in the meantime, somebody light some incense. Let's get the vibes right. Let's get the vibes right. I gotta like, I gotta greet the listeners. We'll deal with the shit. Greetings, sweet interdimensional beings. How is everybody doing out there on all the different timelines? What's up? (laughs) Oh, it's, as always, it's so good. To be here with you guys. My name is Shanoon or Shannon Ocean, whichever. And um, yeah, this week's portal is actually before I get into the intro and all that goodness. Um, I guess I'll just do a little update on how life has been for me. Life's been really fucking weird lately. Um, Not even talking about the whole thing that you guys just caught the end of, the portal trying to take off without me. Not even going to get into that. Not even going to try and process that yet. It's like, what the fuck, right? Um, No, but life's just been not going how I have expected it to go at all and it's funny because at this point I know that having expectations uh uh what's the quote the quote is the quote is if you want to see God laugh then make a plan right because sometimes sometimes we make plans and things go as planned but more times than not I can recall making plans and then either being pleasantly surprised when they don't go exactly as I had planned or feeling sort of horribly estranged from happiness and sort of like just frustrated or angry because things go completely the opposite of how I had envisioned and it's funny because you think 
that at this point, it's been 25 years, I would have gotten the gist of things and just learned to more so go with the flow. But um, I still do this whole thing where I plan. I human. I human. You can't be human and just not fucking plan anything, you know? So I had some plans for life and life was like, nah. <laughs> um, and without getting too deep into it, I sort of have been going down a downward spiral <laughs> for the last I don't know how long. Weeks, maybe. Um, and it's hard when I get in these funks, you know. And I'm sure some of you guys have heard this whole spiel from me before because <laughs> I was thinking about it right just before I sat down or just before I chased the portal down and hopped on, hopped in. I was thinking like, Jeez, my listeners probably are fucking fed up with my depressed shit. I can't think of how many of these I've started with. I'm going to be honest, guys. I'm not doing too hot. <laughs> and so and so what I did was I stopped doing that and I stopped opening up just for a couple of episodes intros whatever and I just do like a basic ass hi guys welcome to the portal intro and then cue the intro you know because I didn't want to like I didn't want those neggy vibes to just like carry in through the microphone through the mixer through the computer through the programs into your guys's life and I was just sort of I don't know. At this point, this is becoming a ramble. But the good news is, guys, that for so long, I felt like some force was fucking holding me under the water. And that force was undoubtedly me. And the lowercase self me was holding the real me, capital S, self me, my head underwater. And it's like I couldn't fucking breathe. You know, obviously I've been breathing. I'm here. But I just couldn't soak life in. And it got pretty heavy. And it's beautiful because I'm just now starting to gain my sense of self back and my will to continue on continuing on <laughs> um so i'd like to read a little excerpt from my journal that i wrote this morning for you guys so here goes Seven three twenty twenty one. 
Note to self, stop obsessing over future. It's all happening right now. How are all of the blessings supposed to find me if I'm spending so much time ruminating over what could go wrong? This morning, I feel better than I have in weeks. My heart is smiling, sweet smile, and I feel the universe's grace. Maybe it is my hormones going back to normal. Maybe it's the subtle remnants of Blank's sweet kisses from last night. Maybe it's my conversation with God last night. Maybe a culmination of all of them or none of them at all. I don't know. But I'm starting to feel like my capital S self again. Starting to feel like maybe, just possibly, everything will work out unbelievably beautiful for me. I don't know, but it feels good to let God in. It feels like for the last few weeks, my ego has been on the motherfucking clock, hopped up on speed, borderline manic, obsessive, running the show. And finally, I had to come in, rest my arm on ego's shoulder and say, you need a break. You're not fired. You are on leave until further notice. And now I feel myself merging with the sweetness of this existence. Less imagining, more deeply engulfed in the present moment drinking it in like a queen who was lost in the desert for so long, finally indulging in water and wine. And so that gave way to like another little excerpt, a very short poem, um, I wasn't about to read it, but I feel like you guys got to hear it. The present moment is my wine. It fills the borderless glass of existence to the brim so that I can indulge and I indulge. Savor Every satiating drop, revel in the variety of palette notes, intoxicated with simply being. Ah, <sighs> kind of proud of myself for that one. I might, I might take that out of here because I feel like I gotta sit on it for a little bit. But anyways, guys, I just wanted to share that. Because, and I know I talk about this a lot, but it's really fucking important. 
to remember that the point of life isn't to feel like you're on the highest vibration all the time. I truly believe that to be alive and to be a human is to dip in and out of and weave through lower vibrations and higher vibrations. And when you go underneath water to the lower vibrations and you feel like you can't fucking breathe, just know nothing stays the same. And the point of all this, all this that I've dedicated my life to in the path of ascension and spirituality is to gain a deeper understanding and alchemize that into wisdom and it's not to remember every little fucking excerpt from every book and podcast and thing that you read and instagram tiktok reels it's not to remember it all it's to really feel it and really like let it get in there And then just let it disintegrate. But at the same time, it's not really like disintegrating. It's it becomes like a little like a little thing that a video game character would pick up and put in their tool belt. Right. So. Just sort of picture yourself as a video game character living in a simulation because you are. I mean, come on. But picture yourself as this video game character and all these spiritual jewels you pick up and you're loving it and loving it and loving it and adding them to your tool belt. And then before you know it, boom. Diving right back into the murky depths of obsessiveness or anxiety or just sadness or exhaustion or depression or whatever the fuck whatever it may be whatever life is happening for you in the moment you know and it feels like you can't swim and it feels like you can't breathe but then you remember all these jewels that you have in your tool belt all these gems that were left for us by the mystics and the yogis and the bodhisattvas and just the people people and beings like you and like me and you use the tools in your tool belt So that you use them as a reminder that you are not drowning. Anyways, did not know where that was going, but I'm happy it went there. Um, And I could take it further, but apparently this intro is already like 15 minutes. Oh, no. Today's, I mean, this week's guest on the portal is the fucking badass boss lady Ashley Bajet. 
We are not sure if that is French or not, but Ashley is amazing. She's a habit coach and a hypnotherapist. And when I talk to her, I feel like I've known her for a really long time and I haven't, um, which is weird. But I cannot wait till the day that Ashley and I are hanging out and she gets to hypnotize me or I get to be hypnotized by her. That is a better way to put it. Um, And really, she's just fucking wonderful and so knowledgeable and has so much to share. And we had a lovely conversation. So without further ado, I love you guys. If you enjoy this podcast, please go ahead and leave me a rating on Apple Podcasts because that matters. I don't know why it matters so much, but it does. Um, that and or share it with a friend. So, um, yeah. Uh, guys, why are you, are you fucking serious? You guys almost fucking leave this thing without me. Come on, cue the intro. What the fuck? I gotta do everything by myself. All right. Hello, Wolf Portal listeners. I'm here today with Ashley Badgett, the lovely, lovely Ashley. How are you doing today? Very good. Very, very good. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, entering the portal with me. And happy to. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get into it. Um, could you go ahead and just introduce yourself to the listeners? Just a little bit about your um, your background, your history, your interests, your beliefs. Tell us about your journey. Whoa, <laughs> that's that's a lot. It's a loaded yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Hey, everyone. My name is Ashley Badgett. I'm a habit coach and certified hypnotherapist, and I love paranormal things. I love working with the subconscious mind and helping people have inner transformation, overcome inner roadblocks for more health, wealth, and success in the shortest amount of time possible because, you know, time and this and our human life is finite. We don't have an infinite amount of time to kind of work through our issues. So Mm -hmm. I'm interested in learning tools that can quickly and effectively help people um, just step more into their authentic, confident, healthy self so that they can live each day lighter, happier, freer, and maximize their time here on earth. So 
Um, I have a dog named Peter. He's my life. That's one of my interests. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Yorkie. He's turning 11 this year. He rules my world. And um, outside of my practice and my dog and beat nerding out on paranormal stuff, I am passionate also about bringing awareness to human trafficking. So 1% of my profits always go to organizations that help survivors of human trafficking and um, bringing awareness to it. And I help a clubhouse room that are um, survivors that, you know, you know, that are in the field that are, have turned lawyers and crime fighters and they're taking traffickers down and they're oh like my killing goodness. it yeah so wow. it's really cool to like just hear their take weekly and documentary filmmakers who are kind of writing books and documentaries on on this to bring awareness for parents and how and um how we can just as a society improve and stop putting our head in the sand mm-hmm. around that topic and just come together to help earth heal in that way so those wow. are, that's a little bit about me <laughs> That's amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy because, like, it's just always blown my mind how no news outlets really talk about sexual trafficking. It's like, what the fuck is actually going on? Mm -hmm. And then, like, the documentary series, like, the the really popular one that came out with a famous guy. I can't even think of his name. Um, The one that there was, like, all these conspiracies about with Oprah. It was, like, Jeff. Oh, Jeffrey Einstein that like came Mm. out and like all these weird things and, and the news will report on all the mainstream things, but it's just like, I almost wonder like how deep does the conspiracy go? Yeah, for sure. How many people are in on it? Truly makes my skin crawl. There was one lady in the group, but I don't know if this is something we can talk about, but she's actually was a survivor of being trafficked in Hollywood Oh and God. so I think it does go deeper than we probably can even imagine. And how if you, you know, if you're in a Hollywood elite and you have a lot of pool and you're mm-hmm. working in, through media, you could probably just like have a lot of influence to keep it shut down so that you can keep what you're doing kind of hidden from the public eye, you know, not ruin your reputation and still be in movies and things like that. So, yeah, it is it is startling. Um, I respect people for who are like, oh, this is too much. But the more, like I said, we ignore it, the more it's kind of be allowed. So mm-hmm. that's something that I like to help bring awareness to when I can. Wow, that's amazing. Um, that's also, you mentioned how one of your interests is paranormal things. And we had a little talk the other day about your escapades. Um, <laughs> you want to like share that story with the listeners? Because I think it was dope as fuck. Okay. Yeah. So I hope my friends don't mind me sharing this. I don't think they will. So um, I have a friend here in Arizona who's like super interesting and she has people like friends from all walks of life who are alien researchers, paranormal researchers. And I'm just like, where do you find these people? You know? And she said, um, I said, Hey girl, like, what are you doing for June? Like, let's, let's plan a trip or something. Let's do something. She's like, well, my June might be kind of fuzzy because I'm going to go help a guy look for Bigfoot. And I was like, <laughs> what? 
who says that like who? and I was like that's awesome like even if it's just something you said that you did at like once in your life like no, that seriously. is just yeah so I was like you know what one day I'm gonna take you out for coffee and just sit you just sit your ass down and I figure out how I can be more like you and like meet these people and so um she also told me about like a dinner party that she had went to in Sedona a year ago where it had all these like paranormal researchers too and how she got to pick their brain and get signatures on like popular books in their, in their field. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, how, who do I have to be to like go to a dinner party like that? Right, so right. so um, one day out of the blue recently, she messaged me and she said, Hey, that dinner party I mentioned before, they're going to do it again. They do it once a year. Do you want to go? And I was like, yes. Like, I'm kind of like, you know, I don't really have much going on. I probably shouldn't be taking my butt to like Sedona or anything, but <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. I, I dropped everything. Yes. And, um, you know, everything, sorry, let me put this, everything aligned where I had a dog sitter, I had the money, like we were going to go, all she said is we're going to camp two days, two nights. I didn't even ask questions. So I was like, okay, let's just go. Like I'm ready. And, um, we get in the car, we load up our camping gear, we get in the car, we're about five minutes down the road. And I'm like, the party's not till tomorrow. What are we going to do tonight? She's like, "Mm, we're going to go look for Bigfoot. I was like, yes, (laughs) yes. Yes. I'm so ready. Like I, I didn't even know what to expect. I thought we were just gonna like sit in the woods and be weird and be like, <laughs> "Is that Bigfoot?" and just like kind of giggle about it. Like I really thought that's what we were gonna do. <laughs> that's the closest to Bigfoot hunting I'll probably ever get. You got yeah, you got like, mm. so I was like, mm. so we. <laughs> she starts telling me about this guy that is the Bigfoot the big researcher. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would, I want to say, I, like, normally you would say hunter, but he's not, like, one of those that's trying to, like, shoot them. He just oh, wants to encounter like it. it. Yeah. Okay. So I don't really, I guess we'll call him a researcher. I don't know. But we, and I was kind of, like, in one ear and out the other. I was just like, yeah, I'm just focused on Bigfoot. We're going to do this. This is going to be crazy. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So... But an hour or two later, we're in Sedona and we end up on this campground and like he he greets us this, and he's like tall and thin and got camel shorts and he's like got a mohawk and he's like, hey guys. And I'm like walking around his campsite and I see an axe on the ground. I see a BB gun over here. I see like a gun on like a little knife on his little um, belt. And I'm just thinking okay he's just like a guy in the camping like that I'm just thinking he's just doing guy shit like good for him that's what I was thinking and so he's like okay well let's get in the car like after like 10 minutes of meeting and let's get in the car let's go let's go get Bigfoot I was like okay so we're in the car we're driving and then all of a sudden I realized we're getting further and further away from civilization we're on a dirt road there's nothing but desert for as far as the eye can see there's no other people the sun is setting and all this <laughs> so part of the movie where the character's like yeah like wait a minute <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking he's in the back seat and I'm in the front seat and I'm like oh everything's starting to click like axe knife <laughs> like, sunset man 
Oh my God. <laughs> you guys listening to this, you're probably like getting a little bit of anxiety right now, but yeah. obviously Ashley's still alive. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. so I'm still here. <laughs> and then I like, all of a sudden I look at my friend. I'm like, girl, how well do you know this guy? Who is he? <laughs> I was like, he could kill us. He could be a killer. And he's like, I can hear you. I'm like, I don't care. And I was like, looking i'm making sure the doors are unlocked in case i need to like roll out of the car like looking for my escape route looking for something sharp i was like what am i doing this is like what am i doing and so we keep driving into the desert and we're going up like down the hill and up the hill and curvy roads and suddenly we come to a stop there's like a fenced in like stop and again the sun is even lower than it was in the sky and almost pretty much dark at that point and we get out and I'm still thinking okay Ashley I'm glad I have my running shoes on because like I might need to escape from this guy like who is he so um he starts telling us about the paranormal stuff that he's seen there and that he's heard and that he's seen tracks and so we have like headlamps on and we're going and my heart is pounding I'm so nervous and he's showing us like actual um, like almost triangle, triangular shaped um, imprints in the sand that are about, yeah, like, yeah, it's like no one's around for miles and miles and miles, but clearly something kind of an organic, almost triangular shape had made a dent in this like hard Sedona red rock ground at some point. And like over time it had filled in. And so, I mean, Side note, later on, he showed us, because he goes out there so much, he showed us the photographs of what it looked like before it had filled in. And it does look like a large footprint. So, you know, they're kind of evenly spaced. And he's just saying, you know, this is just peculiar because you can see there's no wildlife, there's no animal, there's no machinery. No one lives out here. It's an abandoned cattle ranch from like the 1940s. And um, there's just nothing there. So it was like, what could have made these equally spaced dents? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Clearly Bigfoot. So then, you know, we go even deeper. We have to like go under a fence and climb under and go deeper into this place. And um, all we have are these little red lights and our little headlamp lights and, um, you know, not much light at all. So then I see these like abandoned houses and they are super creepy, like something you see in like Scooby-Doo or something, just like made out of wood, but like the doors caved in and like there's spider webs. And oh I'm like, oh my God. He's like, okay, let's go in the house. I was like, this is how people die in scary movies. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking like, I'm the only brown one. Uh, no, I'm not going in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be in the car. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in, uh, like, how do I get out of this situation? My mom will kill me if she knew what I was doing. And so it's like, we go in and there's there's graffiti and there's beds and there's still all this stuff. And, you know, I'm still kind of afraid of this guy, but long story short, he didn't kill us. He was just a weird guy that was really like into Bigfoot. And he's like, starts howling. He's like, but he starts telling us about, you know, how people have gone missing there, how um, people have had lost time. So for instance, there was this like windmill and, 
the moment that I saw it, for some reason, I just looked at it and I got really freaked out and I, I lowered my head. And I felt that way almost the whole time we were on this abandoned ranch. Wow. There's just, it felt like something, you know, was always behind me. I was always looking behind me. And I've been out in the dark and, you know, open fields before and not really had that feeling, mm-hmm. but it just like, it always felt like something was kind of nearby. And I just looked down because I didn't want to see it. I was afraid to even see what it was. Mm-hmm. And um, so that happened with the windmill and I look at it and I looked down and he told me later on that someone, um, there was like a film crew out there that was trying to take footage because it is a normal, it's a well-known paranormal place. And they had, he had gone to like, you know, take a whiz or something. And he thought he was gone for 10 minutes and he came back and his friends were like, you were gone for three hours. We couldn't find you. We were freaked out. Whoa. Yeah. So stuff is like, okay, well, you could have told me that before we went out there in the right. middle of the night. Right, right. Know? Oh my God. Um, so yeah, we got we got back to camp. I was like, I need a drink. Like that was intense. <laughs> like just <laughs> being out there with you, making sure you weren't a serial killer. And <laughs> you know, you know what? And then you start to think, what if Bigfoot is real? And what if he just comes up and just mauls us? And Dude, like, yeah, know. that's what would have been <laughs> fucking with me. Like yeah. that thought on top of like wondering if I could trust that guy would have had mm-hmm. me. Like, uh, would have yeah. Like, fucking drink the whole bottle of CBD. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole like, bottle. Oh, myself down. Oh, oh my, my God. Yeah, it was, an, it was funny. It was a re- really memorable unforgettable experience yeah that's amazing I've definitely had like moments in my life like the ones that I'm thinking of are mostly like photographers that I've like talked to and then them them being like hey do you want to like meet here for a photo shoot and me being like yeah and then me being like wait (laughs) yeah (laughs) wait a minute I'm a little too free-spirited yeah literally um there's even like I think the first the first time I ever like wanted to work like do a photo shoot um this photographer like we started talking on social media and then he was like um actually we were both in North Carolina and he's like I'm driving to Virginia for to shoot a music video do you want to come with me and be in it and I'm like sure and I tell my big sister and she's like bitch what right (laughs) it's like it didn't even cross my mind it kind of sucks that we have to think like that like mm-hmm. it's funny I was, for sure I was in the car when, with my friends we were on our way to the fair and like um our friend Brendan was driving and he like was talking about how he was like in this creepy neighborhood or something and locked the door and then our other guy friends like yeah like I'll usually lock the door if I'm like here and here and then my friend in the backseat Maggie's like yeah welcome to uh welcome to a woman's world. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's our world all the time. It's crazy. But also like with no risk, no reward, like in all, most of the times that I've been paranoid, like if I feel like I'm intuitive enough to know, should knock on wood, but I'm intuitive right. enough to, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the universe is like looking like that one meme, you know, the black guy who's like, like for real, <laughs> like really? All right, we're gonna have to watch super close. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'd be intuitive enough to know if something really was up, but it's definitely good to like keep in mind that there are creeps out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But definitely. but so what was it that led you to the field of work that you're doing? Like 
was it, do you feel like there was a pivotal moment in your life where you were like, huh, I feel like everything has led me to this or <laughs> how, how did it come to you? Yeah, that's a great question. So I became a hypnotherapist because I experienced depression from age of five to 25. Damn. And I know a lot of people think, yeah, okay, you're a kid. But I just remember very vividly, just like brooding and just suicide ideation, all those things from a very young age. And um, my mom had a lot of loss, like her siblings had taken their own life and they had just like a whole like family, you know, generational trauma that Mm-hmm. she was dealing with. So I didn't want to, even though I thought about it, like, I didn't want to do that yeah. to her. Yeah. So, and I did like want to be happy and I was always drawn to like natural things. Right. So I would try things like yoga and meditation and natural herbs you get from like the health store and um, talk therapy. I went, I even, you know, tried partying and promiscuity and recreational drugs. I tried everything people usually do typically to improve and feel better and happier and all those Mm -hmm. things had a valuable impact on my life you know like Mm -hmm. they were part of my journey and I'm grateful for them but they didn't give me the lasting results I was looking for I found that I was always falling back into a cyclical depression where about every four months or so I just was like fuck it I would close like myself in my room I would just stay in bed and my job would be calling me and I would pick up the phone and I would lose a job so I would lose references and I was just like in this Mm -hmm. cycle and making myself destitute. And I was like borderline homeless, just like going to parties and then finding someone I could just be like, Hey friend, you know, it's easier for me to just sleep on your couch Mm -hmm. instead of going home. So that kind of lifestyle, but just being miserable. And um, I knew I had to work with my subconscious mind Mm -hmm. is something that always intrigued me also from an early age, you know, like dream symbolism and things like that. So I was like, how can I work with my subconscious and how can I be happy? I was just like really looking for something. And um, one day my mom was cleaning out her basement and she's like, Hey, I have this self-help book and it has a hypnosis CD. Do you want it? I'm just going to throw it out. I was like, yeah, I'll try anything. Wow. I literally, I have, I have nothing left to lose at this point. Wow. So I took it home and I started listening to it and almost right away, I was like, oh man, that felt good. Like, yeah, I could say, I could see a difference, but you know, I didn't commit to it. Like a lot of us, we start something and we feel good and then we forget about it. We go about our lives, but mm-hmm. I was like, I need to commit to this. So I did. And, um, over time that really set the foundation for my life transforming. I was happier. I was more confident. I was mm-hmm. setting goals and I believed I can following through. I was uprooting old things that weren't serving me. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was just the catalyst that really got me to more financial stability, mm-hmm. um, healthy relationships, smiling. Like I never used to smile, you know, things wow. like that. Yeah. Like I was like, really just, you know, I wasn't, I actually told someone today, I had to one point put myself in anger management. Cause I just kept punching people in the face. Like I was just <laughs> an angry. Like, sad, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like literally did a whole 180. So I, at one point when I had reached my a goal of getting with this corporate job, um, going from like working in restaurants and odd jobs to like getting a corporate job and having that stability, that nine to five and a good mm-hmm. sleep schedule and everything that, you know, I felt like was going to help. I was like, wow, 
like my life has changed so much and I would really love to learn how to use hypnosis Mm -hmm. to help other people. Mm -hmm. And at the time I had thought I'll just write my own book and my own CD. You know, this is like a long time ago, right, right, <laughs> like right. a CD. And you know, that was my ultimate goal. So I kind of procrastinated on that for a couple of years. Like a lot of us do yeah. being an introvert, being shy, being whatever. And so I finally got down to it, found a school that I could go to while I was working full time. And while I was in the school, I realized like, what all the potential that hypnotherapy can offer and how you can actually see clients one-on-one and how it helps with other things like insomnia, anxiety, pain, Mm -hmm. uh, like um, just the whole gamut of things because I learned that your subconscious rolls out to 95% of your beliefs and your behavior. Mm -hmm. And so because of that hypnotherapy, you're using hypnosis therapeutically plus other tools that you might see in a traditional therapy setting, like journaling, um, just like, you know, talking about things and kind of just those traditional CBT things. Um, but without the license, obviously, like we're not saying we're treating you. We're just mm-hmm. saying this is a therapeutic tool. Just right, make it right, that right. Way. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's, that was my journey that led me to hypnosis. Like as a last ditch effort, it helped. I wanted to help other people do the same. And now I do. So it's been really cool. (laughs) Wow. That is so beautiful. That's, um, it's beautiful just to like, listen to people's stories and see the way that your life worked to lead you to what you're doing. And it's Mm -hmm. like just another beautiful reassurance that you are on the right path. Um, looking back at all the things and like realizing that instead of choosing, um, the life of service to self, you chose the life of service to others, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah. I'm, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just now like starting to learn about traumas and like how profound and lasting their effects are on us um, throughout our lives and realizing how fucking crucial it is to address them, um, our traumas and work through them. And like, personally, it's crazy. I, looking back lately, I've just like really realized how fucking hard my life has been and how many it's been like, like I didn't really look back at it until I learned about all this work around trauma and looking back on it. I'm like, wow, damn, that's trauma (laughs) after trauma after like, it's fucking crazy. Um, And like, it's crazy because the more uh, personal development, spiritual work that I do, the more of it bubbles up and the more that I remember and the more that I'm like, oh, I do need to work through this. This isn't just something that went away. Um, yeah. But can yeah. you speak a bit about our trauma responses and um, how these can form habituations in us throughout our lifetime? Yeah. Great question. And um, I just want to commend you for working on it because trauma like healing is so personal and can just like you can revisit memories and it can just like you we talked about physically daunting emotionally daunting it can just like put you Mm -hmm. through a dark night of the soul and so a lot of people are afraid to do that Mm -hmm. and so they don't heal and they get stuck and so anytime someone is actually committed to changing I just applaud them and just like point it out like that is a tremendous thing Mm -hmm. that you're doing for yourself so thank you for doing that keep doing it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, 
I definitely yeah. did try like everything else sort of too. I tried the escapism and I tried to act like, oh, I, I healed it. But ultimately it was just like putting a tiny little Band-Aid on the fucking gushing mm. wound that's like, bitch, go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hospital. like, what are you doing? It's getting infected. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, mm. it's just, it's it really is a crazy journey in itself. But yeah, um, sorry to cut you off there. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Yeah, I'm definitely um, going with the flow. So how trauma can inform our habituation? That's a good question. I always tell people that habits are not what we do. They're who we are mm-hmm. as a habit coach because they represent deeper truths about our beliefs, our past experiences how we feel about ourselves, mm-hmm. our conditioning, what we learned by, you know, from watching our parents and our caregivers, or even things that sunk seeped into our subconscious from culture and music and things that we repetitively watched while we were growing up. So habits are really, um, they're something that shape your character. So if you have trauma, Trauma can definitely be a part of informing your habits because it's part of your past experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so many examples I could give, but say if you had a you know, sexual trauma, a traumatic experience that could lead you to either habitually being hypersexual or not sexual at all and just mm-hmm. kind of habitually avoiding intimacy. Right. If that makes sense. Or if you had um, an, a car accident and so you have some PTSD around that and anytime you're in a car, you have to like be hyper aware. Yeah. Be like, hyper hey, just slow be down. Like, yeah. Yeah. Literally something like, <laughs> and that's a, that's a habit. Yeah. yeah. Just be like, like this, like that's, you know, um, a lot of people just, I only call that out because a lot of people think of habits as just like eating habits. Mm-hmm. Like if you even type habits in Instagram or search engine, you know, like the things that usually come up are eating habits right. and, it, and it, or smoking. Like those are the two things that people associate, but it's so much more. It's anything from how you make your coffee, how you communicate, how you don't communicate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I recommend that people really who are interested in seeing, okay, maybe I have some trauma that's informing some of my habits. Um, what might that be? That's, that's really too broad. Mm-hmm. So there, what I would do is get out a piece of paper and start making a list of things that you think are habits in your life on like the right side. And on the left side, try to figure out what's informing that habit. When did it start? What is informing it? What, what belief system is causing you to have that habit? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, trauma, use that as a foundation, but trauma could even inform, like we were talking about eating habits because say there was a traumatic event that led you to feeling having a low self-worth and insecure. Mm -hmm. And so you could habitually self-sabotage. And so you could, um, 
you know, binge eat and just not eat nutritious food because you don't feel worthy of feeling healthy and healthier coping mechanisms. So it's a, it is, they're the two definitely overlap quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's crazy. How would you suggest like highlighting what our habits actually are? Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard. Like it's, some of them are obvious, like some that are obvious for me um, in this case, it's just like, I know that I procrastinate. I know that a bad habit I need to break is going back to bed after I wake up in the morning, like things like that. But what about like, like shadow habits, like things that aren't as obvious? How do, do we, is it just like being really observative and mindful of ourselves? That's a, yeah, that's another great question. I actually did a video on IG Live recently within the last month or two about how you can have habits and not even know it, like unhealthy ones, because I I still find them in myself. (laughs) And um, yeah, shadow work can definitely take a lot of the guesswork out of it. Life will tend to tell you what your habits are, whether you want it to or not. Mm -hmm. So I would just say be mindful, practice mindfulness and listen for feedback. Okay. Listen for feedback from friends, especially in relationships, like intimate relationships, whether it's like a friend with benefits or Mm -hmm. a spouse, you know, anywhere in between. Um, A lot of times they're going to tell you things either in the heat of a moment or with compassion and say, Hey, like you really shut down when I do this, or you really are kind of chain smoking a lot. Like Mm -hmm. they will, whatever it is, they will say it. And a lot of times we will say, Oh, whatever. You're just mad. Or you don't know what you're talking about. You're being critical of me. We'll get defensive instead of seeing it as feedback. Even if they were being an asshole, you could still just say like, I'm going, thank you for your feedback and file it away and see if other, if other relationships or you're getting that feedback from other places. And that's when it's time to sit down and say, Mm -hmm. okay, like maybe this is something that is unhealthy that I could work on. Um, so yeah, really just taking the defensiveness out of it and just listening to looking for feedback, or you could even ask someone that you trust that you feel like is going to give you be transparent with you and say, Hey, what do you think my bad habits are? Or un- I don't like to say that. What, what do you think my unhealthy habits are? What do you think are some habits that I'm not aware of that I could probably let go that would help me enhance my life? Mm-hmm. So that's another way too. if you can't do it yourself, because we're so close and we have blind spots about ourselves, right. definitely asking a trusted friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how you just said that about relationships, because what comes to mind is like, I'm always hearing so much about how um, you can grow so much spiritually or just like grow so much as whatever, you know, person um, through your relationships. And mm-hmm. it's crazy because I've been single for a really long time, but I can remember that after I got out of my last relationship, looking back over everything, I was like, man, I really did project so much of my own bullshit onto this guy. Like, that's crazy. And then fast forward the like two years it's been, I'm like, okay, I'm mindful now. I meditate every day. I watch my thoughts. I watch my actions. I'm fucking ready. It's go time. I start talking (laughs) to somebody and then I see all the same shit start to pop up. Like, 
Like, I don't hear from them for a while. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, clearly he's got another bitch. Clearly he's found somebody. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on? Um, <laughs> so it's been there. It's just so funny watching all this, all this stuff pop up and like not even just in romantic relationships and friendships too. Um, yeah. So that, that can definitely, I feel like be a beautiful way to highlight um, some things that we can work on, on ourselves and to like, mm-hmm. not just the dark side of it, but um, relationships can be a beautiful way to like mirror um, what your like brightest attributes are too. Oh, nice. That's a good book into that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as human beings of habit, as they say, it's just so easy for us to get stuck in a groove. Um, I've recently found out that um, Buddhist philosophy calls these samskaras. And it's like samskaras is like a groove in our mind. And once we've taken like, it's like a dirt road. And then with our car, which is our psyche, we take that dirt road. And so from then on out, it's like, oh, it's so easy to take this dirt road because the path is already like, it's already indented. It's already grooved in, you know? Um, so yeah, or like a funk or a rut without even realizing it. Um, why are we like this? And, (laughs) and what are some actions we can take to alchemize our, I I had written down here shit habits, but I guess I'll go with unhealthy habits (laughs) into (laughs) new That's so great. I didn't know what a scara was, but um, I love how ancient wisdom describes a lot of what science is discovering now. So in today's world, we would call that neuroplasticity, mm-hmm. meaning that every time you have a thought, um, a neuron fires crease and creating the beginning of a pathway. And every time you think about it mm-hmm. um, or do an action, that that neuron, another neuron is firing off, making that path even deeper like a groove in a road or sometimes I say you know like if it's a dirt path that people have walking on so many times it creates like a little path in the grass or something right, but right. I like we'll stick with your analogy the the, the groove in the road right yeah. <laughs> so those those pathways get deeper and deeper in our mind and that is what creates the habituation that is what creates the cycles of negative self-talk and self-fulfilling prophecies and um, the being triggered, having the same response to triggers over and over again, because the more that it happens, the deeper that groove is going to go. And um, that's what keeps people stuck. Not, not, it's just like, that's the kind of the science behind it. Those neural pathways are just going. Also the brain is takes up so much energy. It's like the most energy consuming organ in our body. Mm-hmm. So because of that, we've evolved to, for it to um, be an energy saving mecha- uh, organ as well. So that's why wow. it'll say, Hey, like it'll look for pattern recognition and it will try to keep you stuck just to save energy. Because if you're constantly building new, new, you know, habits and beliefs and that's, that's just too much energy for the brain. And it's like, no, let's just stay here because that's, yeah, stick with what we know because wow. it's easier. It's, we're going to save, the brain's going to save energy. Um, we like, the brain likes familiarity, things that are familiar. That's mm-hmm. why you can watch the same old sitcom so many times or eat the same flavors of foods and be drawn to the same types of people. Like it's, it's, it's all about the brain wanting to maintain its homeostasis and it's safe energy. So 
Um, there, but with neuroplasticity, that literally means that your mind is more like plastic than mm-hmm. we previously thought. A lot of people said, oh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You know, we are just stuck in your ways, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just how it is. But you're, you're, you can dissolve those old pathways and build new ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. With intention. And it's actually a lot easier than previously thought. And that's why I love hypnotherapy because it's a, it's a tool that helps you to really weaken those old neural pathways and build new ones in a, sh- in a short period of time. Um, wow. yeah. So the, to alchemize that, like that's this, I guess that's the alchemy of it, right. Is yeah. what, what can you use? So anytime that you are intentionally working with your subconscious mind to change your pathways, um, you'll want to really get work with things like theta. It's a, it's a brainwave state. That just mm-hmm. means it's a lower brainwave where a part of your mind, the, we call it the critical area of your mind is dialed down. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not being activated. So what does that mean really quickly? If you've ever thought, oh, I'm going to start a workout routine. Okay. And a little voice pops up and says, no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we're going to watch TV here. You know, that sounds great, but like the little voice (laughs) is like creeping in or, um, you know, I'm going to start, I'm going to stop smoking. Yeah. But just one more, that's not really that bad. Or if you do stop smoking, then you'll be stressed or then you'll gain weight. Like that little voice, that critical voice, the bad crock. Yeah. That voice is literally telling you not to change because it's your brain's trying to save energy. That's like one of the reasons. So um, when you are in a theta wave state, that critical part of your brain, again, is dialed down. The the activity is dialed down. We know this with brain imaging technology. And so you can start to kind of experiment with that plasticity and start to feed your mind what you want it to, whether it's you want to be more confident, um, you want to identify as someone who works out and is, has healthy habits. You want to be someone who um, communicates more openly, whatever happened, whatever habit you want, whatever trauma you want to heal. Also, it's good for trauma healing. You can do that and start to weaken those old mirror pathways and establish new ones a lot faster than if you're just, just saying affirmations, like mm-hmm. in a conscious waking state. Wow. Um, yeah. That's crazy. And I feel like this is like maybe common knowledge, but for some reason you saying that just like, like I had like a mind blown moment that the brain is our most energy consuming organ Mm -hmm. really starts making me think like, usually when I'm eating, I think about like the nutrients from the food going to my like body, but really all those nutrients are powering up my brain, which just makes it that more important. Yeah to not eat shit oh so so much yeah yeah there's there's one lady I follow on Instagram and I I wish I could remember her name but she's a nutritionist specifically for brain health and so like I could geek out on her stuff all day it's like oh you can eat this to improve your brain or to improve your memory or like whatever so I'll send you the link yeah but if anyone's listening definitely look for um like research foods that are good for brain health. So wow. if you're like struggling with memory and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, I recently started drinking these drinks. There's like one right there. Oh, like the soul. So 
like one bottle right there. It's like the soul drinks and it's like chlorophyll, chlorophyll and like, it sounds gross, but like charcoal and stuff like that. But it's supposed to help with memory function and very well could be placebo, but I feel like my brain works a little bit better on them. There I also really like, um, oh, fuck, the name's escaping me. It's, I don't know if you've heard of Alpha Brain from On It or like Lion's Mane, but they're mm-hmm. like these, yeah, they're like these supplements um, that help your brain work better. Because a lot of the times I just feel like, not like really foggy, but just like I could be a little sharper. <laughs> it's like I eat pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I don't know, but totally. you, you started getting into um hypnosis and hypnotherapy and how it works um and I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of how it works now with um with neuroplasticity um, yeah in those and states. yeah and I'll clarify because I don't know if I said it in a way that's easy to connect when you're in hip when you're in the hypnotic state mm-hmm. you are in a theta wave state so the hypnotist basically um, guides you into that safely, securely with like relaxation techniques, kind of mixes guided meditation. So you're just listening to like verbal cues and you're going with it mentally. And eventually you'll guide into a deeper theta wave state. And then it's what we say and how we say things when you're in that state that help you to um, start to change your habits and your trigger, your response to triggers and um, have that inner transformation overcome inner roadblocks. So my clients actually, yeah, it's like fascinating. I wish I actually would have gone to a hypnotherapist before I, that book in the CD I mentioned changed my life, but it mm-hmm. took so long because it was like, I was self-educating and I was doing it kind of like on my own. And it was made for a general audience, not a specific audience. So right. like my clients see, because it's so curated for that specific client, like the things that we say when you're in hypnosis, how we do it, we learn your unique learning style. We customize phrases and affirmations for you in real time. So my clients see results in one to two sessions, like people that have like wow. been addicted to McDonald's will come in one to two sessions and never want McDonald's or like fast food again. Wow. Yeah. That's so it's so like powerful. It's, it's crazy. so, yeah, I, I can't wait for it to be more mainstream and kind of the fear and stigma to go away. So that's mm-hmm. all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I feel like these things are really all becoming so mainstream now. And it's like interesting. Cause like the little, the ego part of me is like, oh, like not that I don't want everybody to heal because I do. I do want us to heal and ascend in vibration and frequency and just all become better people and more conscious and like take care of not only ourselves, but others and the planet and all that. But that part of me that like gets a little bit wound up <laughs> at all of this is just like, <laughs> It's just, I guess I get annoyed at everybody sort of like tap dancing on the surface of things, you know, instead of really wanting to dive deep and it just being like the new hip thing. (laughs) Girl, you and me both. Okay. Because, oh my God, it's, uh, yeah. So people are like interested and like going with the trend. I always say there's, you're either interested in changing or you're committed to it. Yes. And you're either like jump going, joining the bandwagon or you're doing what you need to do to really 
heal for yourself and not because it's cool or popular. So it is, it is annoying because, um, you know, I am passionate about helping people. There's nothing, there's such a rush I get when my client comes out out of hypnosis and you see them glowing and smiling or they're crying because they're releasing something Mm -hmm. and they, they're like, it surpassed their expectations. And, um, but to actually get people to even consider to work with me because they're so stuck in their way mm-hmm. um, and they're only interested and not committed, it is, it's, it's frustrating because I feel like I care more than they do. And it's mm-hmm. like, I just have to like wash my hands of it and just do me. Like it's, right. it's hard to see people stay stuck when I know that this tool can really help them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It really is such a fine line. And I, I've had to like learn a hard lesson about, about wanting better for somebody and like thinking that I'm approaching it in a loving way because like with my good intentions, but then the person not receiving it well at all. And I'll just go ahead and tell the story, I guess. Um, Yeah. I've been like, you know, on the whole um, ascension journey for a while and just like mind, body, soul, everything that's good for incorporating healthy habits into my lifestyle and all this stuff. And so, of course, like the first thing you want to do when you learn something new, it's like could benefit somebody you love is tell somebody you love. So I'm always like telling my sister about this and that. I'm like always telling her little things and I can remember one time recently, actually, I like, we had like a conversation about something and I like messaged her about like something. Cause I had a dream about like our old neighbor that I didn't even remember like our old name. Na- okay. Side note, I'm, I'm going to tell this story, but it's crazy. Like things that pop that our subconscious really is so powerful mm-hmm. and like has so much everything stored in it because like I I'll have things that I don't even remember. Like in this case was like our neighbors faces and like every single one of their dogs when I was like, I don't know, I must've been like six or something. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. It's so just like even thinking about that really makes me think of like what else is stored in there, everything, but Mm. then how else is that stored? Like in my somatics, like in my psyche and in my body, it's crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I messaged her like about that dream and like asked her something about it. And like, it was just like really lighthearted. And I said something, she ended up like blowing up on me. And I was like, (laughs) where is all of this coming from? We got into a huge fight. She's like, you're always telling me what to fucking do. (laughs) She's like, you think you know so much better than me. And honestly, you're just as judgmental as the rest of the family. And I'm like, at first I was like on my high horse and I'm like, oh my god like who the fuck bitch I'm trying to help you but like right but then I had to to think about it from her point of view too and it was like a little bit shameful just like a little moment of shame because I'm like damn actually I can see like why she thinks I'm all like hoity-toity and nose up in the air but like I didn't see it from that way so it's crazy like it's crazy zooming out always and yeah. and doing my best, not that I always do, to look at things from the other person's side. That's great. Yeah, it's not easy to do. I've definitely been there. But like, oh, snap, let me turn my hypnotherapist like cap off <laughs> like, and take a head off. You know? yes. Yeah, it's hard. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so can you hypnotize yourself? Oh, every day. 
I'm Whoa. obsessed with it. Yeah. Every morning I have a routine. I journal, I do self-hypnosis and I do most days I'll do EFT afterward, just kind of mind, body, energy, whatever. What is um, EFT? Um, emotional freedom technique. Like you're tapping on pressure points to create balanced energy in your body, release wow. trapped emotion. Mm-hmm. Oh, I use it with. That's so cool. Wow. Super dope. Yeah. I use it with my clients. So um, it's just, it's so it's a routine I started when I started, when I left my corporate job to do this full time. Cause I was like really starting to get the burnout mm-hmm. and the anxiety. This isn't going to work. I made a mistake. And I was like, I need to do pot. I need to just keep positive. Mm-hmm. So that's been really helping me, including my CBD is like that. That's been a game changer. I've noticed. Cause even sometimes I would still fall into like a, it's just kind of like an angry, like an angry moment. Like mm-hmm. I still, and, but now since I've been taking my CBD, I know this is a side note, sorry. No, um, side note. It'll like, it's like a thermostat or something. It's like, I'll start to get to like a certain level of irritation and then I'll go, eh, not a big deal. Like, <laughs> like, uh, okay. I'm I like, love yeah. that. I love yeah. that so much. Cause it reminds me of like, it reminds me of like, I can be fucking festering, like something in me bothering me so much. And I'm like, oh, I'm head about it. I'm going through like cyclical. I'm going through like loop patterns of thoughts in my head. I don't even give yeah. a fuck. I know that I'm doing, I'm still like, I know that I'm fucking right. I can't believe this person. <laughs> and then sure. like, I can like hit my blunt a couple times. And I'm like, oh my God, why did I care so much? It's not a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's amazing that CBD can do that too. And that it's all natural. It's just like Mm -hmm. always like blows my mind how many gifts that mother nature gave us. So many. So, I mean, this is all a gift really, if we think about it, like literally every single aspect of life is a gift. Wow. But like, but like little, like, like plant medicine, psychedelics, CBD, Ooh. CBD really is plant medicine, honestly. For sure. Um, yeah. I've really been wanting to get some because I went to this like spiritual fair the other day. And um, the first like thing that I went to, the first little like stand was a CBD stand. And this lady like gave me all these samples. And it's crazy because usually like, can't really feel like notice the effects of CBD right away but whatever she gave me had me like zen (laughs) it's like my anxiety was just like on that day and like I Mm. I took like the drinks and I was like wow it was crazy she's like what's your name it's like Shannon she's like my name's Shannon too and I was like (laughs) what (laughs) are we doing this I love that yeah yeah um, so yeah, definitely CBD is something that I sell to you to incorporate into my business to kind of just give a two or three prong approach for my clients. Like if they come to me for insomnia and I say, okay, you have your hypnosis recording. We've, we've dug out the roadblocks that were causing you to do that, whether it's overanalyzing worthiness, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now you can work with something inside your body to work with your cannabinoid system. And it has melatonin in it so that way you're getting your mind and body aligned with your sleep schedule so it's like been such a nice like compliment to it and I have a store um and we can talk about that later maybe but 
you, the self-hypnosis thing, yeah, it's definitely possible to um, teach yourself Mm self-hypnosis and it's um, within there, you could do affirmations once you're in there to kind of um, amplify Mm -hmm. the effectiveness of your affirmations. You can do inner child work if you want to, or just kind of um, ask yourself like what's going on or do creative visualizations. So like, you know, a lot of athletes and entrepreneurs will use creative visualization to see what they want a picture for themselves and step into it. And it's like helps your mind kind of focus on your goals. So it's not something I usually teach my clients if they're just doing like one-on-ones, one-off sessions, Mm -hmm. but I do have a two week program that's more in depth where you um, come to me for habit transformation. You will do dream therapy. We'll do a few different things to kind of rewire your triggers. Mm -hmm. And you'll also learn self-hypnosis. So not only are you changing this one habit in the two-week program, but you're learning that to change other habits going forward. That way you don't have to keep coming back to me. You're learning something to be more Mm -hmm. self-sufficient and like value your time. Cause I hate, I would hate to be one of those therapists where you would have to keep coming back. I know that's probably like a bad business model, but you know, it's like, it's like most people are thinking, I ain't got time for that. Right, right, right. And that's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing, too, because like in today's day and age, like it it does suck that you have to wonder, like, am I getting like, does this person have my best interest in mind or do they just want me to spend more money, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so having that integrity in your business is such a beautiful thing. Thank you. I try. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I just really have one last question here. Um, and that is that you do a lot. I've been seeing that you do a lot of work with, um, introverted tendencies and I myself am an introvert and have been for my whole life. Um, and at times I do feel like I love that aspect of myself because of how intuitive I feel that I, I could be sometimes and how, um, how I'm happy being on my own and don't feel like I need that much, <laughs> you know, that much um, to rely on people that much, I guess you could say for my happiness, for my like sanity. Um, yeah. But then there's the hindering and at times frustrating aspect of introvertedness too. Um, you know, being that at times like I can feel a lot of anxiety in social situations and I don't, I don't know if it's um, just a me thing or it's an introverted thing, but like taking so long in the inward process and procrastinating on implementation. Um, So could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. So like I mentioned earlier, hypnosis can be used for so many different things. And so when people come to me, they're like, well, they're kind of overwhelmed by all the options. So their brain just kind of shuts off and they go somewhere else. So it is really important for us to niche down, Mm -hmm. niche down. And um, I was trying to do that. And this sales guru guy was like, Hey, well, your ideal client is really you a few years ago when you were in a mess and you learned how to overcome that mess to get to where you are now. And I was like, well, like I always struggled with introversion uh, I, like, I, I, I agree. I loved it too, but being an entrepreneur and stepping out and doing my own thing, um, or even promoting myself in my course, like self advocating in my corporate environment, mm-hmm. those were things that I noticed 
were keeping me back, keeping me from getting promoted, keeping me from getting more clients, whatever it was. So it was like, okay, that's definitely a mess that I've had. I specifically procrastinated too, um, that I've learned to life hack my way and use the tools that I use with hypnotherapy, EFT, all those to get to where I am now and com- like comfortably networking at networking events, comfortably um, self-promoting, setting a to-do list every day, getting through it rather than procrastinating. Like mm-hmm. I used to like chronic procrastinator. So that's why I was like, that's why I began this niche because I knew I had effective tools that I had been there mm-hmm. and I can kind of, anyone that's willing to come over it, I can help them with that. Right. So um, yeah, there are, you're always going to be an introvert, like you, you know, but understanding that how it affects you and that you can use it to your advantage mm-hmm. and have the best of both worlds. You can right. learn how to self-promote. You can learn how to like, we let go of social anxiety and still, you know, recognize that you're depleted and go home and recharge, like mm-hmm. having the boast of both worlds using certain tools, um, because we are such an untapped resource in the world. And we hold ourselves back so much. Like you said, we, we procrastinate for three unique reasons. We, um, we tend to think things more thoroughly than extroverts. So that can sometimes become over analytical mm-hmm. and looking at it from so many different points that it, it leads to indecision. Right. And so we don't take action on those heartfelt goals that we mm-hmm. feel like can really help us. Mm-hmm. Or we just humans naturally avoid what's uncomfortable. So if we're uncomfortable socializing, networking, we're going to procrastinate on that. And so if we're not networking, we're not going to you know, maybe for you, you know, more, less people will be aware of your podcast mm-hmm. or less sponsors or um, less guests because less get opportunity for good guests. I mean, you have amazing guests. So I'm not saying, but I'm just saying broadly right, right. speaking. No, but um, you're definitely right. <laughs> it happens, you know, <laughs> it's like, dang. Yeah, you know, and- I'm like, you hit the nail up. <laughs> it's, you know, I've been there. So I know. And the, uh, the third reason that you, introverts procrastinate more than extroverts is perfectionism, which I struggled with a lot because that kind of overlaps with overthinking. It's like we want it to be so good and so it represents our uh, thought process and be able to um, have what we're creating to just be as understood as much as possible. And so mm-hmm if we're trying to make it perfect and mirror all the different thoughts that we have about it. And it's like, well, or it's like, it's not going to be accepted, whatever the perfection, whatever is driving your perfectionism Mm -hmm. that can also lead to not launching some of your most brilliant work or your heartfelt goals or even getting started, you know, because people are like, well, I won't be perfect at it right away. So I won't even get started. But if, if anyone's out there struggling with that, I would say, um, you don't have to be great to get started, but you do have to get started to be great yes. eventually. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So wow. those are all three things that I struggled with that I learned to um, overcome. And um, I started doing polls in Facebook groups to say, hey, if you're procrastinating, let's tell me if you're an introvert, extrovert, ambivert, and like 
the introvert polls skyrocketed, like like 68 introverts, like 10 extroverts, like two, right. you know, like, like consistently in different Facebook groups. As I polled, I was like, this is really interesting. And then I started researching just like on different blogs and a lot of introverts were saying what their experience was with procrastination. So I thought that would be a really great niche because especially with us, with post COVID, a lot of most more people have to take their business online or being forced to be entrepreneurs. Introverts are going to really fall behind if they're not getting out of their own way because of that natural, those natural introverted tendencies. Mm -hmm. So um, hopefully someone will hear that and see that and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go on Instagram live. I'm ready to start my YouTube channel. I'm ready to be seen right. and get out of my own way and yes. make moves. Yeah. Yes. Especially now because the solstice just hit and like, Ooh, really? <laughs> and it's like a seed needs light to grow and the light is here, you know? And it's crazy too, because I can really be in like a thought process for so long and mm -hmm. be like, oh, it's just like the task at hand <laughs> seems like it's going to be a mountain from where I'm standing. But then I like go up to and it's just a pile of rocks. <laughs> like I can have made the <laughs> biggest fucking thing out of nothing. And then once I do it, it's like so easy or it just flows so natural. And then I'm like, damn, I can't believe I really took that long. <laughs> to um, I know it's crazy, but it is like so beautiful to be in this empowered state of, yes, I'm an introvert. And, and here's like, here's all the things that I can look to for support. And here's how I can rise above this rather than just being in the disempowered. Like I'm an introvert because my mom didn't let me go out and interact with people and, da -da -da -da, and just like playing the blame blank, play the blame <laughs> and, and, um, and yeah, being in that disempowered state. So I love the work that you're doing around it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really good. I'm excited to spread the word. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the revenge of the nerves, but it's like the revenge of the introverts. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a really good, that's really good. <laughs> you should I just try. thought of it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Man, the ideas yeah. have been flowing lately. The ideas Hello. have been flowing. I absolutely love it. Um, the revenge of the introverts. That's so dope. <laughs> um, so... Cool. We're just about to the end of things here. Um, did you want to talk about your CBD store? Or is it like, is it your store or is it like the CBD store? Yeah, great question. I would love to, like yes. you said, it's something that is so worthy of being passionate about. And I am. Um, it's a company that allows you to, you know, have your own store with it. So it's like, I have the website, we sell CBD, which is really unique because if anyone out there is interested in CBD, I know it's kind of annoying sometimes because it's sort of a buzzword. It's like the, mm -hmm. the crunchy woo-woo crowd is talking about it. And so you might hear it so much that it falls on deaf ears, but it's really something to look into for and cautiously, rightly so, a couple of reasons why. It's not a regulated industry yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it is possible for you to get a bottle of CBD and not even actually have CBD in the bottle. Damn! People, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
like super sketchy. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I'd be pissed. <laughs> 100%. Be so and bad. like, and people were like testing it. they were getting their CBD and they were taking it to get tested. Or, and it was like a news story that did it or something. And yeah, it was like not even showing CBD in the bottle. Other companies will cut it to make, to just put CBD on the bottle and like dilute it. Like someone who might have like a really bad, like essential oil dealer. Yeah. Like an essential oh, oil. Right. Eric, like, Coke. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what did you put in this? You know, like, so yeah. And then that can actually worsen symptoms of whatever you are trying to use it for, um, depending yeah. on what's in there. So the company that I use that I was like, when I found out about them, I reached out and said, I want to partner with you. I think it would be good for my clients or whatever. I love them because they have an or they grow their hemp on an organic farm, which number one is important because the hemp plant is the most absorbent plant, like one of the most absorbent plants there is. So whatever's in the environment is going to absorb. If there's pesticide, it's going to fully absorb it. If there's metals and weird crud in the soil, it's absorbing it. So the, the farms that we get our CBD from are organic and um, GMO free. So no genetic modified materials. Mm-hmm. And that and so it goes from the farm. And they distill it with, um, in a way that does not use chemicals. So you're not getting like chemicals cut, like you can extract CBD from the hemp plant through CO2 or chemicals. So we use, I believe CO2. Okay. So that's another way that keeps it pure. Then it goes to a third party testing facility where they're testing to see what did the hemp plant absorb, like what's in it and not. Yeah, to make sure that it's quality. So a quality check. And not only that, mm-hmm. but they'll package it, put the QR code with the lab results on the bottle so that oh. if you like really are a nerd and you want to see what's in your CBD, you'll get yes. the box and you'll scan the QR code and you'll see like what what is actually in the CBD when you get it. And if you don't like it, you can send it back in 60 day money back guarantee. Oh. And a lot of companies, because they know they're being sketchy, don't offer a money back guarantee. So right, like, you, right. like you mentioned integrity, it's um, not only is the product good and useful, but there's a lot of integrity when you get it from this, it's called hemp work. So um, the other thing that I love about it, Wait, I'm going so, to, sorry, yeah, sorry to cut you off. I just have a couple questions. Yeah. So CBD can be extracted from the hemp itself or is Mm -hmm. it oh wow so it's it doesn't have to grow like from a marijuana plant cbd can come from right wow yeah Mm -hmm. i i had no idea about that um and then the other thing i wanted to ask real quick is um like how i was telling you that i could kind of subtly feel the effects of i saw on the link that you sent me like a couple of different kinds which I love and like those they have full spectrum which is amazing but yeah um has it been like in your experience that you can like are there any of them that you can kind of feel the effects like a like a neuro neuro effect sort of um it probably depends on how sensitive you are I'm not an expert on that aspect of it yet Mm -hmm. but like you said, there's full spectrum. That means it has CBD and THC, not enough to get you high, but it does have THC and the broad spectrum does not have THC in it. And then you can also get a certain dose, like a, like 500 MG or Mm -hmm. higher. Right. So I've just 
speculating and if the audience, if they have any information, you can definitely share it with us. But I would say you're probably going to see the more potent immediate effects from one with THC on a larger, on a larger dosage. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah. What other questions do you have? Oh no, it's just those two. (laughs) Okay, cool. Cause yeah. And that was a really good segue into the other thing that people, skeptics out there that like CBD is just whatever. So your body naturally has um, cannabinoid receptors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so actually, it's, sorry, go yeah. ahead. I'm not going to no. go on a tangent. <laughs> okay. okay. I was actually no. just like learning about them um, from this book I'm reading and oh, cool. like scientists have found out that for thousands of like basically fucking millennia, we've all had this thing called an endocannabinoid system yeah. in us that the, um, that the anandamide neuro, I think it's a neurochemical, um, like works with and like anandamide, the like ananda means bliss. So like they call it the mm. bliss body. And so like our endocannabinoid system, it like governs all these things, crazy things from like the way that we experience things, pain, pleasure, our sleeping states, our waking states, all this other shit. And it's crazy. It's crazy that they're just finding out about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said, ancient wisdom is science is just now catching up with it. So you'll definitely have to send me that book or a link to it or something, because that sounds like right up my alley. Yeah. And and that's like one of the reasons we say, okay, CBD supports immune systems, brain function, Mm and stable mood because your cannabinoid receptors are in that system you mentioned and it's latching onto it and it's like giving it what it needs to create more balance in the body. Yeah. And so I've definitely, like I mentioned, noticed more stable mood. I mean, I do self-hypnosis and other things to do it, but it was like this straw that broke the camel's back that really tipped the scales and helping me to create more um, stable mood throughout the day, which I won't get into now, but I believe stable mood is really crucial for manifestation work. So if someone is interested in manifestation and your emotions are all over the place, it's going to be difficult for you to like bring in that abundance, that prosperity, whatever you're trying to create in your life. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's helped me, I think, in that regard too. Really? Um, I mean, you don't have to get really into it, but you can because that's right up my like, alley. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like the the you know, when you're manifesting, but like manifesting, it's crucial to be in the mental and emotional state Mm -hmm. of having it already. Right. And like mastering those emotions, that enthusiasm. But if you are trying to stay in that state and something happens and now you're just like, man, you're about to go ham yeah, and like break stuff and listening to Limp Biscuit, and you're just like, (laughs) like, Like you're go- you're compromising your yes. attracting that into your life, and wow. so if you're more stable, you're going to like attract better things more effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Than, yeah. Wow. So <laughs> that's, Man. This, that's <laughs> I love that. I never even thought about it that way, and then like when I hear it, it's so obvious. Like, yeah, you mm-hmm. have to al- align up with the frequency of what you're wanting to attract into your life. Mm-hmm. And you can do that in like a, like a 30 minute meditation. But then after the meditation, if you fucking get up <laughs> and you're all pissed off and you're like still fucking broke. Then it's yeah. Not yeah. I'm broke. Work. 
I'm in traffic, <laughs> trying to get home after my yoga class or sweat in my eye. What is this? Mm, yes. some, yeah. So yes. it's, yeah. yeah, definitely stable mood. And that, yeah. So that's the CBD store. We have tinctures, we have um, topicals. So if you like CBD is also good for um, relief of like muscle tension. A lot of people that have that, or if they're working out and their muscles are sore, you can put the CBD cream on it. And that's been a, like a lot of people's jam. Um, we even have like CBD uh, facial creams for beauty, for like more radiant skin. You we ha- Cause you have great skin. Thank you. Flawless. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Ever since you posted that Instagram video about like, I think it was like moisturizing. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I do it now. (laughs) Put in your moisturizer. Everybody Uh, listening, just know. You'll see. I'll link her Instagram. You'll see. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was like a tip that changed my life. So I appreciate it. I'm glad like at least one person listened (laughs) because it's a game changer. Yes. For sure. I haven't used their products yet. Um, cause some of their products are vegan and others are not. So mm-hmm. I mean, I probably, I probably should because, you know, then I could give a better review, but it does have really rave reviews for everyone that I know that uses it. Oh, wow. And then, um, what I use are the, the, the vegan CBD bath bombs Ooh. that you can get a little case of. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause like, bomb. Yes, you know, self-care all day, every day, like however you like, I know it's summertime, so people aren't taking baths so too much anymore, but um, that's something that I highly recommend as well. Just kind of like bathing in CBD is my jam. Yes, <laughs> yes. And for those who are like CBD, whatever, I just got a quick little story. So <laughs> I have had, ex- I recently left uh, a music festival and I knew that like, so, you know, ravers go pretty hard (laughs) at these things. And I've been to quite a few now and I fucked up and taken like too much Molly or ecstasy, not all at once, but I mean like first day, second day, third day. And by the third day, I'm like, why don't I feel it? (laughs) So like (laughs) this time, like I've learned to sort of balance out these things, like maybe on the first day, like drink or these shrooms or or you could just be sober. I don't want to sound like a crackhead, whatever. You could just be sober (laughs) and enjoy the experience. Um, And then like sort of mix it up. So at this one, I knew that on the first day I wanted to experiment with some MDMA. And then on the second day, I wanted to try candy flipping, mm. um, which is when you do ecstasy or MDMA and a little bit of LSD at the same time. Oh and so, I, so <laughs> I've done this before, but I fucked up when I did it before. I It was like, literally my second festival ever. It was my second time doing acid. I did way too much acid. (laughs) (laughs) The experience was terrible. I got, I was way too overwhelmed. So anxious the whole time. Honestly, like I can remember points where I was like, am I going to (laughs) die? Like I was terrified and I got my brand new iPhone stolen. It was awful. It was not the way to go. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, I don't think I'll ever do that again, but I can remember for so long being like, well, what the fuck? Cause the only reason I did it is because so many different people I talked to were like, you got a candy flip. It's the best thing ever. And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Cause it definitely wasn't, but I knew that I (laughs) wanted to try it. So I did a bunch of research before the festival. Oh, nice. Um, and so I was like, I'll just do like definitely less 
LSD this time and like, you know, like, like manage out the doses, but I was still really nervous. And even the first day that I went, like I did some ecstasy and like, I had fun, but I still like, I don't know, for some reason I was just anxious and it could have something to do with the fact that like, it's been so long since I've been to something with that many people because, <laughs> you know, we've been locked up in the house for so long. But um, one of yeah. the things that I saw, I don't know what gave me this idea, but I was, oh, actually, I think it was like the little fair that I went to. I was like, huh. Wait, no, that was after. Okay, so I don't know what gave me this idea, but I was like, I was like CBD and psychedelics. And wow. there's so much, there's so many people who have great things to say about, because like, you know, on psychedelics, sometimes just since you don't know exactly what's going to happen and because it's such a new feeling, like anxiety can like peak a little bit. And so, so many people have great things to say about it. So I ended up taking like, a CBD gummy or something um, that my friend had had for this um, from this company for a while and took CBD before doing all of this. And it completely changed the whole experience. The like little thing in me that's always a little bit anxious or a lot of it anxious. <laughs> anytime I take psychedelics, like was not there. It was like turned off. Oh, just I love that. Beautiful, and it was a beautiful experience. But I definitely do think I'm going to be incorporating more CBD into uh, my medicine journeys. Definitely. Oh my God, that's such good info. Yeah. That makes so much sense, too. So I'm glad, like, if I'm ever in that situation. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, that sounds really cool. Definitely listen to what she just said. Take notes. Yes, Whoa. everybody. And definitely, I'll be sure to link all of your stuff, Ashley, below this podcast. This was incredible. Can I just ask, what is your, uh, what is your zodiac sign? Oh, yeah, I am a Capricorn. And I don't know much beyond that, like this, this the rising or whatever, you know. I'm, I'm a Capricorn, Capricorn. too. Oh my God, <laughs> so cool. So uh, much fun. Introvert Capricorn. Yes, we are yes. here, everybody. <laughs> this is what we do. <laughs> Amazing. Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell the guests before we sign off? No, just really be compassionate towards yourself. If you are in a, the midst of habit transformation, you have habits that you want to change or even, you know, habitual thoughts that are bothering you to show them compassion and know, start to believe that it's possible to change because it definitely is. There's so many tools at your disposal mm -hmm. and, you know, the Wolf Portal has really good guests that talk about them. You can always reach out to me, but um, just best of luck on your journey. You got this. Oh, beautiful. Thanks so much <laughs> for doing this. Yeah. I'm so happy to. So much fun. Amazing. All right. Till next time, listeners.